How's everybody this morning? All you that have joined us on live stream, we welcome you. Glad that you have joined us, coming to hear the Word of God, that it will bless you. That is a guarantee if you will take it. No different than food. If you'll take your food, eat it, let it digest, it will benefit your body, but this will benefit your spirit, your body, and your soul. So we're glad you're here. So we thank you for it. All the rest of you, you you've been here before, so you know what's going on. Amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, let's pray and we'll get started. Father God, we thank you for your word, Lord. We thank you for your Holy Spirit. We thank you for all that Jesus bought and paid for for us, that he took care of everything that we need in our life. We thank you, Lord, as we hear your word, it will unfold the life that you have for us, that we can walk in it, Lord. We can walk in that power and in that wisdom and understanding that you have for us so that we can fulfill all that you've put in our lives to fulfill and that we can complete the body of Christ and, and perform our part. We thank you, Lord. We praise you. We thank you that this word sown in the hearts of the people will not and cannot be stolen. We guard it. We watch over it. And we thank you, Lord, and give you the glory and the honor in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <clears throat> let's, let's turn to Isaiah 46.10 to get started. And I'm going to the title of this is Enabling God to Work in Your Life, okay? How many of you know God wants to work in your life? How many of you know God can work in your life? How many of you know you're the only one that can hold Him back? And we want to know how to work with God. It's no different than if I need somebody to help me lift a heavy item, I would need to get somebody and they would need to understand what I want to do with this item, where I want to put it, and that we could come into agreement on it, and it's basically like the Word of God, then working together, we can lift this item and we can place it where it needs to be placed. Amen? God calls that a co-worker. Amen? Amen. Isaiah 46.10. It says, Declaring the end from the beginning, and from ancient times things that are not yet done, saying, My counsel shall stand, and I will do all my pleasure. All right? How many of you know God's got the plan for your life? Not a plan, but the plan. Amen? He has the plan, doesn't he? He had the plan for the earth. He had the plan for all of his prophets. He had the plan for all the people on the face of the earth. And it's a good life. It's, it's for good and not for evil. And people don't catch that. There's so many people say, well, if that would have been God, it would have been, well, no, no, no. First of all, you, you don't know God. Okay, And that's not being rude. You just don't know him. A lot of people don't know me. Okay, A lot of people think I'm a nice guy. But, <laughs> but we need to know God. We need to know his character, his nature. And we can't do that unless we read his word and find out that he is a loving father. Amen? And if you haven't had a loving father in your life, I can't help you with that, okay? I had one, but, and we need to know that. But he is a loving father, and he has the best in mind for you. And uh, his plan for your life is in his word. You need to find yourself in that word, but his plan for your life is in that word for every person on the face of the earth. Even the ones that haven't received him and haven't, uh, he's got a plan for them. And it is a perfect plan. Amen? We all know that God is perfect, don't we? 
And for people to say, well, you know, God would or could. No. He is perfect. Everything that he does is perfect. And we need to just fess up and say, you know what? If God didn't come through, it's not on him. It's on me. Because he is faithful to his word. And it, and it says that his counsel shall stand. It's going to stand. It can't slide. It can't go any place. It's going to stand. And, and we need to be fully persuaded about that so that we can stand in unity with that as the co-worker we are to be. All right? We co-work with his word, don't we? And with his Holy Spirit to accomplish, well, let's go to Psalms 33.11 and we'll, we'll get the rest of this, okay? <clears throat> Psalm 33.11. It says, the counsel of the Lord stands forever in the plans of his heart to all generations. Okay? Again, it stands. It doesn't fall, slide, or weaken. It's going to stand. It's already stood the test of time. All the prophecies that God had spoken through his prophets have all come to pass. And the ones that haven't come to pass, they are going to come to pass. Okay? God has a 100% track record about what he said and, and what he's going to do. And like it said in, in 4610 that he wrote the beginning from the end. So he knew where he wanted to be. It's no different than us taking a trip. We need to have a destination. And then we can go back to where we start. And if we want to go here, 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 before we get to our destination, we can do that. But God has a destination for every person on the face of the earth. And that is, is to be in heaven. That is to walk his perfect plan in your life so that you can benefit the body of Christ. You know, I don't, I don't want to be like a tick on the back of the body of Christ just riding along. All right. I want to be in where I'm supposed to be. And it, and it takes time in the word, meditation in the word and spending time with God. I've been, listening to, I've been listening a little bit to Mario Marilla on online there talking about some things. But he said, people, and some of these people that are prophesying in that, he said, one, they don't know what they're doing, okay? At least he's man enough to step up and say that. But what he was talking about, these people haven't spent time in the Word of God because what they speak, okay? And he said, one, you have to be in the Word to have the Word in you for, the God, for God to speak to you. But he said, and what you do is you pray, you pray, you pray, you pray, and then just shut up and listen. And that's how God communicates with us, that we give him place. It's no different being in a conversation. Of course, Pastor Owens talked to me about this many times. <laughs> Be courteous and polite in your conversation. But it's giving that other person opportunity to speak, okay? We don't, and we all know people that kind of get the conversation right. They hold it and maintain the conversation and don't let somebody get a word in edgewise. That's not how God communicates. If you don't want to talk to him, he, he won't say nothing to you. But he's going to have to have that word deposited on the inside of you because that's all he's going to say. If he came back today and said something to us, it would be all that was in his word. He wouldn't add, he wouldn't add anything to it. Okay? He, he's from the end of the beginning. He's not going to add anything to tell us. Now, he'll have specifics for you, okay? But the general word of God is all that we need 
And it depends how specific you want to get with God. And, and, you know, if it's, you know, what shirt am I supposed to wear? He'll tell you. He'll tell you that if you want to get that specific with him. Okay? But it's important that we know uh, spending time in that word. We, you can never spend too much time in the word. Okay? You can never spend too much time in God's presence. Amen? And it's important that we get a hold of that and... and, and know and understand that this is our life contrary to what the world tells you he is our life and we need to stay and maintain in him we're not in the kingdom of this world we're in his kingdom and it operates completely opposite from how the world operates the world says me 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 and that's not God he gave it all up for us Okay, that we that we that he's given us something good, and I know uh, I'm sure we've heard the example that you know, ladies, when you find out this super duper sale at this super duper store, you're going to call all your friends so they can go to the super duper sale. Okay, it's no different than that. What we have is way past super duper. Okay, it's the best life that we could be given, and we need to one, we need to live it and be an example to the people that are around us, you know, and they, they'll scratch their head and say, you know what, you're a little strange. That's okay, I like being strange, especially if it's in God's area, amen? But it's important that we do that and know that, okay? And these people uh, that, you know, his counsel is his word, and if we would stay in his word, there would be a lot less need for counsel because it's no different... Uh, Man doesn't have anything for you <laughs> that will help you, okay? Man doesn't have anything for you that will help you. But the Word of God does. And it's important that we get a hold of that. And it does stand, okay? It stands and it will keep on standing for all eternity. Amen? Let's take a look at 1 Corinthians 3 verse 9. First Corinthians 3, verse 9, it says, For we are God's fellow workers, you are God's field, you are God's building. Okay? Uh, a fellow worker, an associate, uh, a helper, a co-laborer. And you know what? God doesn't expect you to do it all. One, He knows we can't. Okay? And that's what He is here for. And it talks about we're His field, Okay, that he sows into. But then he goes on to talk about we're God's building. Okay? We are actually God's building. We are actually carrying around the presence of God on the inside of us. Now, if we don't let it show, that's something else. But we do have that on the inside of us. And it's important that we uh, know that and walk in that. You know, it's kind of like your kids when they're growing up. If they misbehave in that, you usually get on to them because you don't, you don't want that reputation. And even Proverbs talks about that. It said a child is known by his actions, whether they're good or bad, okay? And it's no different than we have a heavenly father and we need to, we need to show who our father is by how we act and how we carry ourselves, what we say, do, and think. Amen. 
And again, we are not only God's field that he sows into, and he's sowing a lot of stuff into us if we would be attentive to do that. If we would listen, he's sowing things into us so that we can distribute to other people. It's important that we get this concept, okay? He sows a seed into us, and then we sow a seed into other people so that that seed, so that he can work with that seed. And we do know that he is the one that is going to bring growth to that seed. We know from the parable of the sower, okay? One sows, one waters, or I think it's, I think it's later on in this chapter here. One sows and one waters, but God brings the increase. I mean, it's nothing that we do. We do our part, and we will get rewarded for our part, but it's important to know who brings the increase. Who, who, can, who can make up for my either ignorance or stupidity sometimes? Only God can. Okay? But what he, if our hearts are right, He can take what we do and He can switch it around and He can make it right. But it's being before Him and knowing and keeping your heart right and pure before Him. We know He has a pure heart, don't we? We know that He is light and there is no darkness in Him. And that's our goal that we head to that, that we can be the co-worker with Him. And, and, and in all of this, it enables Him to work in our lives because He wants us to have all that we need to perform our part in the world and in the body of Christ. Amen? Um, let's look at a couple things in Peter. I got looking at this again this morning. I want to add in 1 Peter 1, 13 through 16. 1 Peter 1, 13 through 16. He says, Therefore, gird up your loins in your mind, be sober, and rest your hope fully upon the grace that is to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. As obedient children, not conforming yourselves to the former lust, as in your ignorance. But as he who called you is holy, you also be holy in all your conduct, because it is written, Be holy, for I am holy. Okay? Now go to 1 Peter 2, we're going to do 1 through 6 and then 9. 1 Peter 2, 1 through 6 and then 9. He says, Therefore laying aside all malice, all deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and all evil speaking, as newborn babes desire the pure milk of the word, that you may grow thereby. If indeed you have tasted that the Lord is gracious, come to him as a living stone, rejected indeed by men, but chosen by God and precious. You also, as living stones, are being built up a spiritual house, a holy priesthood, to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through sacrifice. Therefore, it is also contained in the scripture, Behold, I lay in Zion a chief cornerstone, elect, precious, and he who believes on him will by no means be put to shame. But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Okay? We see all the, in, um, that it talks about that we are we are actually called living stones. I don't know if it was, I think it was in there too. But we are actually living stones 
and what we don't want to be, if you know anything about this construction, you don't want an integral part of the structure that is maintaining the structure, whether it's a footer or a, or a broken block or something like that that's defected or it, it doesn't come up to the standard because it's going to make a hindrance on that and it's not going to make that building safe, okay? It won't be able to be used to its maximum potential or withstand. And that's where we come in. We need to fill our full potential in the body of Christ. Know where you're supposed to be, know what you're supposed to do, and do it. Amen? It's just something we need to do. Um, again, we're God's field, and He's sowing, and we're His building, and we're carrying His presence. That's what a building usually represents. If, if you go by somebody's house, that's where they live, that's where they reside, and that house has their presence within it. So it's important that we see that and can walk in that. Is it work? Yes, it is. Is it fun? Not all the time. But we need to keep our eye focused on the reward. We need to keep our eye focused on the end result, the glory that God set before us. No different than Jesus. Do you think he thought it was going to be fun to go to the cross? He had to get up every morning and know he had to hear. He had to hear from the Spirit of the Father, what to do, when to do it, how to do it, what to say, and when to say it. Okay? Pretty much all his life. So, it would behoove us to listen up. Amen? And we spend time, and you know what, we, you, you go all day and you do, your, you do your thing, whether you work or whether you're you know, just doing whatever, but you can always have that word on the inside of you churning, okay? And it, many times it'll come up and say, you know, for maybe for whatever reason, go this way on, on the road instead of this way, or, you know, go to this store or that store or whatever, that it will lead you and guide you if you will give it place. Amen? Amen. Proverbs 1, verse 7. Proverbs 1, verse 7. It says, The fear of the reverence of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. We don't want to be a fool, of course, okay? But we know that's His Word, and we need to reverence that when it comes up on the inside of us, okay? Um, as it says, it's the beginning of knowledge, and people that, that uh, don't take God's Word as that do not know you know, if they'll go through all, everybody, and there's a lot of great people that, you know, if you go back and check, there's a lot of great people that were Christians, but a lot of times people don't know that, but when they go, uh, let me get my thoughts straightened up here, they don't catch the wisdom that's in God's Word because they don't spend enough time meditating. That's not just going to jump out from the page and slap you in the face and say, hey, I'm wisdom. No, you're going to have to meditate on it and you're going to have to know where to apply it. And that's what's so important about the meditation on the Word and spending time in the Word so that you know that. Uh, one of the main things is know who you are. You know, we're royal priesthood. We're priests. We're kings. We need to get that into our thinking. We live in a country where we don't have kings. 
But if you lived in a country, is that called a monarch when they have a king? Isn't that the monarch? If you lived in that country, you'd understand the government in that area, and then you would know and understand how we're to act and to carry ourselves. Amen? And it's important that we know that. Like I said, we're in a different kingdom. It doesn't have nothing to do with the world. It doesn't have a thing to do with the world. And people have to catch and know and understand that. You know, when we first started hearing the word and, and started reading Proverbs, which is, you, you know, that's pretty much the, where they'll send you to get the wisdom. But you've got to spend some time reading it. You've got to spend a little time reading it. And it's no different, uh, I would say, than learning a new language. You've got to spend time, you know. Um, probably why I never learned a new language so <laughs> Pastor Ellen says I haven't mastered the English language yet so we'll keep working on that let's take a look at 1 Corinthians 1 30 1 Corinthians 1 30 it says but of him you are in Christ Jesus who became for us wisdom from God and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. I believe in some, some of the translations it says he's, be, he's been made all wisdom unto us, okay? Um, and you know what? That includes everything. That includes our life, our health, our prosperity. And this is ugly to say, but you know what? It includes our politics within our country, kids. You don't think God doesn't know about politics? He set up his kingdom. Amen? He set his kingdom up. And it's every aspect of life and life around us. He's the, he's the wisdom needed to make the correct choice. People work hard all their lives for businesses, uh, to raise their children, um, raising a family, uh, careers, and that's all admirable. But it all needs to be done within the Word of God and within God's plan. Everybody in here I know knows that money is not everything. If it were, we would all be in trouble probably. I mean, it talks in Proverbs about that. Don't chase it because it's going to fly away like birds, and it does. If you watch it, you know, and that's why it's so important to know what the Word of God says about prosperity and finances, that we can hold on to what comes to us, that we don't have to come in one window and go out the other. Amen? And it's important to know that, and that's, that's wisdom within itself, knowing how to keep what you have. And that's no different than our salvation. That ought to be a reoccurring thing. That ought to come up on the inside of you. That you ought to thank Him for your salvation, every aspect of it. And just keep that before you so that you can stay focused on what He's done for you. Alright? Uh, His plan, we know it's perfect, but it's your choice, okay? Everybody has a will. It's your choice. You need to know that God is not a dictator. He's a loving father, and he's got a plan to give you the greatest life you could ever dream about. But it's up to you all, yeah. and to me. It's no different. 
Just because I'm on this side of this pulpit here, it doesn't make any difference. I'm still a child of God. I still need to heed to what he says. I need to heed what I say right now, okay? Because it is the word of God, and it's important that we do that. Uh, nobody gets off the hook, <laughs> okay? Unless you die, then you're off the hook, okay? <laughs> but <laughs> I'm, not looking, I'm not looking that far ahead right now, okay? I'm going to hang around a little bit more and try and finish up, just as Paul said, I've, I've run my race. I've finished my race, and he's ready to go to heaven. I don't believe I've finished my race, and you know what? I might race an extra 20 yards after the finish is done just so I can get all I need. Amen? Amen. It's important. Romans 12, verse 2, our favorite scripture. Romans 12, verse 2. And do not be conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Amen? That's the first call to order when you get born again. Renew your mind. Okay? It's no different somebody coming from another country to our country. They need to renew their mind, one, the language, two, how everything operates within our country. Not the same country that they came from. And, and the people that are sharp about this, they'll do that so that they can get in and assimilate within uh, the structure of our country and within the people of our country. Amen. Um, we need to renew our mind to God's word so that we can think like him and we can communicate with him. It's hard to communicate. I can't talk to a Spanish person. Nothing against Spanish people. I just don't understand Spanish, so I cannot communicate. Okay? The Word of God is how we communicate with God. And it's important that we know that. We know that it's in the spirit, man. It's not between our ears. But it's in our spirit that we talk to God. And it's important that we learn that. And, and back in Pastor Tim shared it a couple weeks ago, that's basically the first, first thing we need to do, is we need to renew our mind to the Word of God, how the kingdom operates and functions so that we can line up in it, function within it, and be able to correspond with the Holy Spirit, with the Word of God, and, and, and find out exactly what we need to do on this earth. You're not here for happenstance, and it's not an accident, okay? You've been put here for a purpose, and in this time, believe me, he's got a lot of purposes. We got the, the big revival, the big final revival uh, harvest coming up, and it's not that far off. Amen? And we need to get ready. Is it going to be work? Yeah, it is going to be work, but it's not going to be toil. It's just going to be work. You know what they say, right? If you love what you do, you'll never work a day in your life. We need to be able to think on his plane. I had to figure out what I wrote there for a second. <laughs> we need to be able to think on his plane so that we can communicate, okay, with him. Uh, and it will, it will give us God's will. Everybody in here know God's will is good? It's good, isn't it? And for people to say that it, God does these things and these other things that aren't good, they just don't know him. 
And that's the problem about you need to get into that word so you know and what it talks about is says he's given us those promises not only that he wants us to have these things but what it does it lets it lets him deposit his character and his nature in us as we strive for those things because he gives us directions on how to get the things of god and you would be a fool not to want everything god's got for you okay i know there's people out there but the people that know they would be foolish not to want everything that God has for us. Amen? Amen. Um, and He desires all of it for us. Jesus paid the price. It's kind of like somebody buying dinner for you and you don't eat it. They did it for you so that you could fill your, fill your stomach and keep your body moving, but you don't eat it. And I'm sure that saddens the heart of God that people do that. Philippians 2, verses 12 and 13. Philippians 2, verses 12 and 13. As long as I got these copied down right, we'll be okay. He says, Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but how much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God who works in you both to will and to do for his good pleasure. All right. There's the co-worker part. God's going to do his part, isn't he? He's going to do his part. He says, Paul says, as you obeyed when I was there, do so while I'm not there. It's no different than, than us sitting in church and hearing what Pastor Bob has to tell us and Pastor did and the Holy Ghost. And, but we need to do it when they're not in our presence. You know, it's kind of like children, isn't it? When they're in the presence of their parents, they behave pretty good, but when they get loose... And I was one of those kids, okay? But when we get loose, <laughs> when we get loose, we pretty much cut loose. But So it's important, and that's what he's talking about, okay? That, uh, and it is up to us to work on our own salvation, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, God's laid it on the line for us and put it all before us. Take what I've given you and work it out. Work it out to the best of your ability. His grace will make up for where we miss stuff at but that we can walk in all that he has for us and that we can help him fulfill to will and to do for his good pleasure. We know he has a good pleasure, don't we? And, and his will will head us in that direction. And like I said, I, I want all that God's got for me. And you know what? I, I want to be the best co-worker I can be but you know what? We're humans, and we miss it here and there. But His grace will cover up. As long as we keep our hearts right and keep our thoughts towards Him, He'll make up the difference for us. That's how good of a God He is. Amen. Paul was admonishing them that they obey in His presence, okay, according to the Word. I mean, that's how we obey. It's lining up with what the Word of God says and the instructions that the Word gives us to do. And it's important that we do that, okay? And <laughs> you know what? It's Jehovah Shema. The Lord is present. He's always right there. <laughs> okay. He's always there. It's not like you're going to hide behind a tree and him not know. Okay. Because he's with you all the time. Okay. And we need to know that it's God's word is always working in our lives. 
it's always working if we'll let it work and work with it and enable him to work within our lives and do what he wants to do. I know he's got a lot more to do in our lives than what we let him do, but we have to get in position and be that co-worker and enable him. I'm sure he wants to work in a lot of people's lives, whether it's healing or prosperity or whatever. But if they don't hook up with the Word of God and find out what their part is, it's just not going to happen. We've tied his hands. He can't work. He can't work. It's no different than me putting handcuffs on the people that I hire. They're not going to be able to work for me. It just, it's not going to happen. And we need to, we need to set God free to work within our lives. And that the, the main thing is the renewing of our mind to know that he's always working. He's always right there. He's never going to stop as long as we work with him, that we become that co-worker, that associate, that we go in business with him for the kingdom. Bottom line's the kingdom. <laughs> the kingdom's coming back, okay? It's going to be present on the earth. Not that it's not on the inside of us. But there's going to be that day when it comes back and he will rule and reign for the thousand years and we will be. You know, the thing is to be a co-worker now and then we'll be put in a position when he gets back. And it's important that we do that and learn, learn that, uh, that obedience that Jesus learned. Amen. Pastor Bob's been teaching on that to hear and to do. Hear and do. Hear and do. No different than training our children. This is what you hear and this is what you do, kids. Amen. And it's not that God's going to put you over his knee and spank you. You're just not, he's not going to be able to work. And he wants to work. He wants to bring you to the fullness of his plan for you. Amen. Amen. Let's take a look at 2 Timothy 2, 1 through 7. 2 Timothy 2, 1 through 7. It says, You therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus, and the things that you have heard from me among many witnesses. Commit these to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. You therefore must endure hardship as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No one engaged in warfare entangles himself with the affairs of this life that he may please him who enlisted him as a soldier. And also if anyone competes in athletics, he is not, a, he is not crowned unless he competes according to the rules. The hardworking farmer must be the first to partake of the crops and consider what I say and may the Lord give you understanding in all things." That goes back to the meditation, doesn't it? That we get the understanding of that. We cannot be a faithful co-worker and get entangled in the things of the world. We can't. It's just simple. Um, you know what? People think it's tough on them, but you know what? Being poor and being sick is pretty tough too, I thought. We want to be that co-worker and we can't get entangled. Because it's easy. Because we're in the world. Okay? And me and Pastor Ellen talk about it all the time. 
the people that she works with? You know who they are, right? They're nothing like the people that I work with in the construction industry. So I have to be careful. I have to watch that I don't fall back into some of that. Okay, I came out of it, and I'm going to stay out of it, but it's work. You know, you have to bite your tongue sometimes or walk away, one or the other, okay? And uh, we need to stay focused on the things of the kingdom and what our job is there. I have a business. I do it by faith. I look for God's grace. You know what? Sometimes it's there. Sometimes I've missed it. So when that happens and I scramble and I try and cover the bases, but more than often he shows up and, and what I need is there and uh, it's important that we do that, okay? The things of the kingdom, we need to become a good soldier and a good soldier and a good military, just like the Roman army. They had a plan when they went in to take over a kingdom. It was pretty much unstoppable, okay? God's plan is unstoppable. It's just that we need to get with his plan. His plan for sickness is unstoppable, but it's knowing how to operate that plan that he has in your life because it's not going to be the same as somebody else's life. We're all different. We're all different. And it's important to know your part because we don't have all the same gifts. Pastor Bob shared that the, the other evening, which was great, to know that I've got a part in the body, whether it's the big toe or the thumb or whatever, we need to be that and be the best we can be. You know, it's kind of hard to walk without a big toe. I've got all mine, but I had a good friend that cut his off with a lawnmower and he said that was the worst thing he ever had to learn to do was learn to walk without that big toe because that big toe helps you balance. <laughs> and he said, he said it, it, it was a trip. But uh, he said he could kick the football a little bit better because he didn't have to fold that toe up though. But, and that was true. Okay. Hmm. Of course we want to stick to the plan and to do our part and receive our reward. Amen. Let's take a look at Mark. I believe it's 11. No, it's not. It's Matthew 11:12. Matthew 11:12, I believe that's it. Yep. That's it. It says and from the days of John the Baptist until now the kingdom of heaven suffers violence and the violent take it by force. I always thought we had weapons, okay, and we we're going to take it. That's not that's not what he's talking about. He's talking about when they listened to John and they listened to Jesus, the kingdom was right there before them. And it's kind of like the sales ladies. You're running, down the, you're running down there to get it. And that's what the world was doing. All the people in Galilee and that, they were running to get this, this place in this kingdom. And it is pushing, you know. Have you ever been in sales lady where they push? It gets a little bit like that. But it's they're so zealous about what they want, that's what they did. They take it by force. And you know what? We need to take all of our salvation. It needs to be taken by force. 
Not only the body of Christ is being attacked, our country's being attacked, and we need to take it all back because it's God's country, which means it's God's kingdom set up here, and it's God's word. Not only God's word is our constitution, but if, if you've ever listened to David Barton at all, our constitution for our United States is all based on God's word, and they can pretty much pull it out and give you every scripture that he's used within that. That's why this country won't fall, because it's based on the word of God and because of the people that are here and that we've got a harvest coming up, and God knows that this country's faithful to supply whatever's needed for this harvest. And that means the body of Christ stepping up, it means the body of Christ just face the, face the music and get ready to do what you know you're supposed to do, because it's coming. And there's a lot of churches that won't, uh, and it's sad. It's sad, but I don't want to be within that, okay? We want to walk with God in obedience with God's word and enable him to work in our life to make it an everyday occurrence that we walk with him. Not a hit or a miss, but an everyday occurrence. An everyday occurrence that it becomes, it becomes our lifestyle. And, and it is, it's going to be work. It's going to be work. You know, I missed a whole bunch more scriptures here, but I'm going to give them to you and you can write them down, okay? John 14, 9 and 10. Ephesians 1, 11. Galatians 2, 8. In Isaiah 9, 6. It's probably why I wonder where my notes went. But nonetheless, meditate on those, okay? And it's all about enabling God to work within your life. Amen? Amen. Well, we thank you, Lord. We praise you, Lord. We give you the glory. We thank you for your word. Lord, we thank you as we purpose this week to hear from you, to spend time meditating in your word, to hear from you, Lord, to fine-tune our hearing, that we're not negligent to that, but we spend time and spend time listening and in communication with you so that you can lead us into the life that you've called us to live and that you can show us what part we are to fulfill in your body. And we thank you, Lord. We thank you for your grace and that you are working in our lives all the time. We give you the glory and the honor in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How many of you would like God to work in your finances? Amen. I think everybody would, wouldn't they? And you know what? That comes from tithing. You know, it tells us as we, as we tithe, that he'll open up the windows of heaven. He'll pour out a blessing that we won't be able to hold. And also, he'll rebuke the devourer for our sake. Okay? And there again, we need to meditate on the kingdom of God, how it works, how it functions, and know that 
we need to keep that word in operation when we give a tithe and when we need to put that spiritual word that goes along with our natural action so that God can keep on working, that he can take that. This is one thing we don't know. We, we know it by faith, but we don't know how he takes the money from the natural and takes it into the spiritual and multiplies it back and brings it back to us and also with the seed sowing. We do know about seed that when we plant a seed it's going to grow. We know that God brings the increase and that's why it's so important. Like I think Pastor Bob shared it last week that that's how we have all this because God directed us on sowing seed and believe me it's just like the field that he sows into. Amen? So it's important for all that. But Father, we thank you for the opportunity to come bring our tithes into the, into the house. And we are thankful that we can sow seed, Lord. And we thank you for that. And we praise you. In Jesus' name. If you all need an envelope, it should be on the back of the seat. Um, you all that are on live stream, if you would like to give into the ministry that the Word of God has blessed you and you'd like to sow a seed, you are more than welcome to. If you'll go to the website, then you will see where it says donate and you can, it'll take you to where you need to be and we know that God will bless you. Amen. And again, we thank you for joining us and live stream will start at 1030 this morning for the second service. Amen. Thank